Welcome everyone to the Improvement Podcast. I'm here as always with my good friend Dave. Dave, it is currently the 4th of January. I know. Hi everybody. This will be coming out on the 11th of January. Has it been a good start to the year? It has, actually. I signed up a new client over the festive period. Um, Awesome start to (laughs) it. Someone that I've been speaking to for a while, um, who is a fellow coach, actually. Um, You signed another coach? I signed up another coach. That's weird. That's weird to me. Well, I suppose they need coaching as well. Well, it's... If you see the value in coaching, then get yourself a coach. I mean, I've had a coach. Yeah. Um, It's sort of like anything, though, isn't it? Like, professionals need to get mentored and mentor each other yeah, yeah exactly well it's for me it's about giving yourself the ability to optimize your performance nice idea well, i think that's a nice sort of succinct way to round up but yeah he's signed up for 12 months we're going to work together for a year Fantastic. Um, that's what 12 months is. he's uh he's <laughs> he's a, my i guess probably one of my first exec proper executive clients because um, exec. he's a he's a business owner as well Nice. Um, so I'm super, super pumped about working with him. <laughs> you can tell. Oh, man, I'm absolutely buzzing. So, yeah, that's from that perspective, it's been a great start and obviously got the, the active coaching that's going to be kicking oh, off gonna be soon as well. And I'm I really what, excited for that. We'll put a link into that as well, actually, mm-hmm. um, because that's a great idea. Mm. Um, all right, no, brilliant. So, like I said, this is episode number 11. Wow. I know we were talking about that and... It's, it's going well. Yeah. Well, I feel it's going well. First of the year, mm-hmm. uh, officially, if you like. Um, and we although are, yes, we did we did say we felt last episode didn't quite flow. Yeah, that's true. As well know. as perhaps other episodes have. So that was good learning, as part of the our own improvement project. Of course it is. Um, but it'd be interesting to hear what other people think as well. Yeah, last episode was habit building, which kind of leads us into nicely into this topic yeah which is of course morning routines mm. it's something i've been thinking about for a long time yeah um, i have a morning routine uh but before we get into what it is mm-hmm. we were we were just discussing there about big life changes that affect them yeah one that that really affected it for me was living with someone because your morning routine is different. Yeah. If you have one, of course, you don't mm-hmm. necessarily need one. But my morning routine changed dramatically when I started living with someone. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know if it annoyed me or not, if I'm honest. <laughs> See, people, people don't like change, right? But what uh-huh. they hate more is being changed. Yes. They, they hate the forced being changed. Because my life changed for the better, I'll <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure she'll appreciate that <laughs> when she listens to it. Uh, but it, it did change when I started living with her. And it, it, it's going well, it, you know, but my morning routine is different now. Why do, why do you think it changed? Because what? you have to adapt to another person. Mm-hmm. You, you can't... It's sort of like being selfish and trying to respect other people's you know, space and their, their morning time as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's it's a hard thing. To, it's a it's a hard thing to get used to. Mm-hmm. You get used to it pretty quickly, admittedly, but you do have to be open to the idea of changing your habit mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah, and that's all there is. Yeah, that's all. Admittedly, um, I used to get up way earlier than Amory, but she started getting up at the same time as me. <laughs> <laughs> so is that did that then disrupt 
your routine, her getting up earlier. Well, um, disrupt's a, a hard word. I, I think it's changed it again um, because when I when I was getting up super early, she was still asleep for another hour or two, mm-hmm. which means I can get a lot of things done before she gets up. Mm-hmm. But now that she gets up at the same time, we head off to the gym together. Okay. And then I have to. You know, it, it sort of didn't change it. It just moved things around, if you like. It's still the same routine, just in a different order. Okay. So, I don't know. It, We'll get on to that later. Okay. <laughs> we'll get on to that later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've got some questions. We've got some questions, as always. Yeah. Now, these questions have come from many different people. Mm-hmm. I actually boiled it down to only three questions, though. Okay. Um, so the first one being, it's it's something that a lot of YouTube videos are on as well, just so we know, because that's actually where the, the question originally came from, is my friend watched a YouTube video on morning routines and said, right, that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a connection between a morning routine and success? Well, from what I've read and heard, there is. You'd think so, wouldn't you? You'd think so. Well, I see a lot of um, a lot of content or people speaking about um, highly successful and highly effective people and yeah. that and the habits that they deploy and yeah. generally some form of routine, whether it's in the morning or throughout the day, um, that enables them to, to be effective. Yeah. I was, I watched a couple of YouTube videos on it as well. Actually, I've been, I've been sort of obsessed with morning routines for the, like the last few months. Mm-hmm. Bad time to get obsessed with it because if you want to start a morning routine, I don't recommend doing it in winter. Yeah. Because it's pitch black. <laughs> having, no, having said that, though, I mean, well, start at the worst. You know, throw yourself in the deep end. Exactly. So I was going to say, if yeah. um, you know, if you're going to do something, if you can make it work at the hardest time, yeah. then surely then it'll, you're going to make it work at any time. It'll just get easier, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I watched I watched a couple, um, and one really stuck out with me mm-hmm. is there was a few guys on it. Um, it was through BuzzFeed or something like that. Actually, I'll, th- I'll throw a link into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they tried CEO's morning routines for a week. Now, personally, I don't think a week is long enough to try it out. Mm-hmm. I think you need to try it for at least three, you know, 21 days or the full month. Mm-hmm. But I'm not surprised that they gave up after a week <laughs> <laughs> because it was insane. Yeah. Um, they didn't, they've got a few CEOs. They didn't just stick with one person. Mm-hmm. But it's all... I think it's fair to say that these CEOs were very successful mm-hmm. in what they did. Yep. Most of them got up four four thirty in the morning. Yeah. Where do you where do you stand on that? Well, it's super early. It's it's nighttime. That is early, but if you, as long as you're getting enough sleep. Well, that's another thing. Most of them suggested seven to eight hours sleep. Mm. Seven or eight hours sleep, which is bang on. Yeah. Yeah. But that means you have to go to bed really early. Yeah, but you know what? If it works for you. Exactly. If it works for you. So, aside from waking up at 4 or 4.30, they've all, most of them included one hour of working out, mm-hmm. which I, I really like. Um, Mark Zuckerberg was one of the people. They, they've singled out a few people here. Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. was some uh, one of them addressed in a similar or a same outfit every single day. Yeah. I know we've spoken about Steve Jobs does the same thing. Yeah, well, Steve Jobs was He's really the person who kind of, well, pioneered it really, didn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he picked that up from someone else, but he was certainly the first person I was aware of that yeah, decided too. that no, this was the right thing to do because then that then cut down some of the decisions that you needed to make. We've spoken about decisions and so on before. Yeah. 
I, I like that as well. I mean, I mean, you'll you'll know for me. I dress in the same same thing every day, pretty much. You know, pretty similar, regardless of what day it is for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Mainly because I don't have that much variety. You know, it's just my clothes are just very boring now. <laughs> what can you do? Um, Richard Branson plans his day in the morning. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's first thing. It's certainly in amongst the first couple of things that he does, but he plans his whole day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can plan my whole day. Um, it it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Remember calendar blocking, what we were saying? Yeah. I've, I've been doing that periodically, not every day, admittedly, but I've been doing it now and again, and awesome. it, it works. Mm-hmm. So whether it's that he's doing, or whether he's actually writing down everything he has to do that day, I don't know. Uh, Steve Jobs... Famous for saying, you've got to ask yourself, if the day was if today was the last day of his life, would he want to do what he's about to do today? Mm. Now, I can't tell you if that is 100% true, if he actually said that to himself. <laughs> I know he said it to himself in a speech, mm-hmm. but he says, if I say no several times in a row, I know I have to change something about my life. That makes a lot of sense. Well, that does it? make sense. And I was thinking about this last night, funnily enough, mm-hmm. that... Um, in fact, I was thinking about it in the context of, of how I might approach a client in some way, hmm. that having that mindset that you know, I'm dying. Wow, that's intense. I know, it sounds extreme, <laughs> but if you were to think, okay, look, I am dying. You, know, you get to a certain point, you're not growing yeah. anymore, you're, you are in effect dying. You're not... 25, you know, you, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you stop growing. Well, there we go. That's so sad, you're... Well, that's life. Um, but if you were to think, look, I'm dying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm dying over a long period of time. But sure. in, if you kind of put it into terms that you can make your, almost, I don't know, trick your brain into thinking, well, sure. if I'm dying, I want to make the most of my time. Um, so if I, uh, and, and I was kind of putting it into the context of um, acquiring new clients yeah, creating new clients yeah. and for me when I thought about it I thought well if I can think in that sort of in those sorts of terms then that's going to force me mm-hmm. um, or certainly encourage me to not waste time on people who really need a lot of encouragement yeah. to work with me and yeah. I think that personally a sensible way to approach business if you really need to force like it's a big world there's plenty of people out there so. that whole abundance mindset if you need to spend a lot of time convincing people to work with you by your product by your service um then perhaps that is not time well spent yeah i know that's kind of going off uh no, off no, no you've got a point as far as routines go but um and that's more kind of, I guess, a mindset issue. Um, I will probably speak about that in, in future anyway. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. You're right. But like I said, I can't tell you if he actually said that to himself every day. Mm. Um, maybe he did. And that's why he said I think even if you, even if it's something that you, that comes into your thought process yeah. periodically, um, weekly or so on, then that's going to encourage you to cut out things that are really not serving your purpose. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's kind of the learn to say no thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's something I struggle with, if I'm honest. Yeah. I can't, I can't say no. 
but we'll get we'll get through the the rest of this. There's only three left. Um, okay. Richard Branson, come back to him. He gets through emails in the morning, which I think is brilliant. That's a cracking time to to do it. Imagine you're going through emails at five o'clock in the morning. Mm. Don't check them again the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? I check my my emails is open all the time. You absolutely could do that. There's a you book could, called the you? Four Hour Work Week. Oh yeah, Tim yeah, Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, indeed. Yeah, he talks about that as far as automating your life so he speaks about um first of all anything that shouldn't be done it's like looking at the whole eisenhower yeah. matrix again you know anything that's not urgent or important actually that probably just needs to be eradicated yeah um that it, sh- it shouldn't even be a task and then from there it's about what can you delegate what can you automate yeah. to get to the point where you're so efficient with your time yeah um and email is a big, big part of that. Yeah. It's getting to the point where you're, I mean, he, he goes to quite an extreme where um, email is perhaps only checked once a week. Once a week? Yeah. Oh so he, he speaks about <laughs> gradually scheduling time and and yeah. and putting it out, say, or creating a like an autoresponder mm-hmm. to say something along the lines of, I only check my emails at this point in the day. Um, and then it's also a marketing opportunity in a way. I've, I've got a, yeah. um, a friend, a guy that I know and respect, Alistair Gray, who's a, who's a great coach. Um, he set up the company Mindful Talent that I trained with. And um, and actually, he's got a great um, autoresponding email mm-hmm. where he's got links to um, the training programs that Mindful Talent runs. So it's, he uses it as both an opportunity to set an expectation, Amazing. but also as a marketing opportunity. I was like, that is awesome. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. But ultimately, if you can automate, automate in that way, task, yeah. set the expectation that people know, okay, you're only going to be checking your emails at X point, so actually they shouldn't expect a response mm-hmm. until you've at least checked your emails at the point in time where you check your emails. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What do you think the biggest job in America is for a person to have? The what do you, most important job in America. The most important job in America? Arguably. Well, who... Um, depends who you ask that, I guess. It's true. It's true. But I think a lot of people would say president. Well, you know? I was thinking <laughs> possibly president. Are you going to say about Obama's routine? Obama's routine. Yeah, I remember seeing something one about thing, that. The one thing that stuck out to me... Mm-hmm about Barack Obama's routine is he enjoys breakfast with his family. Mm. Now, this guy, regardless of who it is, the president is called every single minute of every day to deal with something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But he wants to take that time out to spend time with his family. And I think that's brilliant. If, mm. if somebody, arguably of that importance, can schedule that time, why can't we all? Mm. Yeah? Well, on that, there's a video that I saw. I think it was Larry King... Mm-hmm. interviewing Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. Yeah. 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 Have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't seen it, actually. No. But... Warren Buffett um, was telling Bill Gates, or encouraging him, to um, have a clear diary. Oh, interesting. Because, so his rationale, he's got this uh, pocket diary, but he leaves big chunks of it completely open, because... His explanation for why he does that was that when you're at a certain position in in life, certain position of influence, mm-hmm. and you know, 
lots of people, you've got lots of stakeholders, lots of people that rely on you. Yeah. Um, the one thing that you can control or take back is time. So he essentially gives himself the gift of time by creating um, big open um, chunks in his diary. I love that. So it's it's an interesting way of thinking about it, and it's opposite to um, what we spoke about, about about actually blocking out time in the diary. But in a way, you know, you can perhaps block out time in your diary that's just going to be time for for you to do whatever or to do nothing or... You know, but it's giving yourself yeah. that time. Oh, this is it. Yeah, it's, time's the only thing that you can't refund. So mm-hmm. it's important to have that, isn't it? Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it sounds, it sort of sounds like there is a, a connection between morning routines and success. Mm-hmm. Now, I've asked that to a few people, and the general theme of it is it's not the routine. It's mm-hmm. the discipline mm-hmm. that it takes to, to do these things. No, because if you get up at four four thirty in the morning, you have to get up. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but that's that's pretty hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's especially nowadays when it's winter time. Um, it's cold outside. You do not want to get up because you are warm in your bed and you're tired. But these guys get up and start their day. Mm. Now I think it's to do with more of the discipline and motivation that they've got rather than what they do in the routine. Mm-hmm. I think you can do whatever you want in the routine, but you need to get up and do it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of leads us on to the next question. Okay, is what is essential? Now, what what do you think needs to be in the routine? Personally, I don't think anything needs to be in the routine, but I'm going to talk you through my most recent routine, things okay. that I've sort of incorporated into what I do in the morning. Yeah. Um, so, generally speaking, I wake up roughly half past five, give or take. Um, if if I'm honest, the last few weeks not been so much. The holidays, what can you do? Well, well, the holidays, holidays are a chance to rest. Yeah, yeah. I would tell you, not for a lot of people. They're still up four, that, four well, thirty in the morning. That's true. I mean, <laughs> if you're fortunate enough to be in a position where you can take the time to rest, yeah, then then that's good and it's sensible. Um, well, kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, um, yeah. So wake up, give or take. Well, alarm goes off five thirty. I hydrate myself. Yeah, you got. Like I said, I said before that I, I challenge myself not to get out of bed until I do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, we spoke about the the reasons behind it. Your body's dehydrated, so drink some water, mm-hmm. and that's what I do. Um, now that I'm thirsty now. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that Amory gets up at the same time as me, I open the blinds, open the curtains, to let the light in. Admittedly, it's pitch black when I wake up, but <laughs> <laughs> let the dark in. Yeah, let the dark in. Uh, but in summertime, be cracking. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think people spend far too much time hiding from the sun. Mm-hmm. I think we need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, need it on your face and makes you feel great. And that's why people go on holiday. Does vitamin D? <laughs> it's uh, not the reason people go on holiday. No. Um, but yeah, I, sp- I spend I spend a little bit of time, five minutes or so, moving, stretching. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've spoken about stretching before the benefits of it yeah. I think it's a brilliant idea um, go to the gym spend just over an hour in total there do the gym for about an hour and then you shower afterwards and get changed and whatever you have to do uh, and then I come home tidy up a little bit admittedly my house is bare minimum so there's nothing too tidy really but it's more organised stuff mm-hmm. uh, I've taken a note out of one of the CEOs and I've planned my day 
five minutes, that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Five minutes to plan my day because my day isn't as hectic as theirs. So it's literally just go to work. These are the things I want to do at work. Um, come home, these are the things I want to be able to achieve. You know, there's what are your goals for the day, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, there's, there's got to be a, t- a technical term for, for what it is. But before I go to work, because I start work at roughly nine, but I've got a lot of time before that. So I get home half seven thirty, give or take. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got something that I do. It's called a fuck you task. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not the only one that's ever thought of that. I know that. Well, um, a fuck yourself task. A fuck you task. Yeah. A fuck you task. The, the task that you've got to do in the back of your mind, mm-hmm. whether it's clean the oven or you know do all your accounts, something that you are just dreading. Yeah. Twenty minutes a day. Do some of it. Mm-hmm. You know. And that, to be honest, that's the hardest part of my morning routine. Mm. Is you need to schedule that time to do it. Yeah. And it, it, because it's that task you just don't want to do, you oh, I don't want to do. It. I'm just not going to. <laughs> I'll just move on with my day. But the problem I have is I don't start working until nine, but it's like seven thirty or you know eight o'clock or whatever. What am I going to do <laughs> that whole hour? Mm. Just do it. Why not? Because we spoke about last, remember we spoke about last week is going to make these things as easy as possible. Yes. Remove every obstacle, or you you won't do it. Mm-hmm. I've literally removed everything of my life to do this task, and granted, it's working. It's working quite well. Um, maybe I'll schedule a little bit more time, but twenty minutes is that enough? I don't know. You got a morning routine, Dave? In a way, I do. Yeah, I mean. My routine has changed significantly over the last two years because okay. now I've got a routine of a of a parent rather than um, a routine a of a routine. of a just a single person. Although I mean, been with the mother yeah. half for nine years now, but um, yeah, before you have kids, you've got a lot more freedom in your routine because sure. you can you can pick and choose what it is you want to do and and when. Yeah. Um, but when a when a child comes along, then they become a big part of that routine. So for me, I will, I mean, I guess it varies, depending on the day that I've said before. Um, I'm trying to get up about six, three out of the weekdays a week to get out and actually go for a run, do Mm -hmm. do some exercise. Um, But before that, I will stretch a little bit. I will... Um, get myself hydrated as well. So I'll drink some water. What I also do is I make myself a really um, small cup of tea. A small cup of tea? Yeah. So what I do is, so I was, um, I saw a great video um, by um, a sports nutritionist who Mm. works with um, top sportsmen like Conor McGregor and Mitch Martial Arts. Oh, right, okay. And and he spoke about um, the benefits of caffeine before a workout and how caffeine basically helps you metabolize things quicker. Um, so I boil the kettle, um, pour that, pour about probably, I don't know, 100 ml into the mug with onto the tea bag and then let that sit for a few minutes to let the tea really sure, you know, sure. brew. Um, because apparently with 
tea, breakfast tea, yeah. there's an optimum temperature. So between, I think it's 90 and 100 yeah, degrees. Yeah, just before boiling, boiling, isn't it? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's no, where you get tea, the so. best out of um, breakfast tea. Who, um, who came up with that? I, 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 think, <laughs> I think I saw it. was like Heston Blumenthal was talking about it. Yeah. Well, because you know how he's, he's all yeah, into, he's really into it. Um, chemistry in, in cooking. Um, so he, he, I think I saw a sort of infographic that he did about <laughs> the different types of tea and, and the temperature to get the best out of them. Uh, so that stuck with do. me. So yeah. I kind of, I get my tea optimized. Um, <laughs> I then, um, top it up with, with mil- enough milk to cool it down. So I can basically just neck it. Wow. Um, and so that gives me, you know, some, uh, some calories as well. Um, a little calorific boost before running sure. and also take a, a vitamin C tablet, a small vitamin C tablet. Right. Um, because also I think read somewhere that taking vitamin C, the best time to take it is before exercise because your body makes the most of oh, the vitamins. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's a big part of my morning routine. As soon as I get up, um, glass of water, uh, uh, <laughs> a, a well-brewed but short <laughs> cup of tea yeah. um, that I just basically down and uh, and a vitamin C tablet and then um, and I'll you know in the mornings when I'm running I'll, I'll, I'll stretch a bit more sure. and then get it for a run then um, by that time my wife she'll be getting ready to go for work so I'll have a shower get my daughter some milk um, and then get dressed um, get her ready um, get her dressed um, and get breakfast sorted for her. Only two days of the week because the three days when she's at nursery, she gets breakfast there. So that actually gives me more of a jump start. So I'll get her there early. Nice. Um, and then I have a bit more of my day. I guess I'd probably plan my day more in my head rather than actually writing it down. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot. But of I've got my do. calendar. So I mean, my calendar actually sets out That's my true. day. Um, so I tend to put as much stuff in my calendar as possible. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of know, right, this is what I'm doing and when, yeah. um, and then try not to let too many distractions come into place. But there's a lot of other stuff that I need to get better at, like emails in particular. I think I would definitely benefit from probably scheduling email, a time that I'm yeah, going I think to I'd check be the email. Same. Um, but then having that automated message that says this is when i check my email yeah um so that i'm giving myself that time rather than what i'm still currently doing is still dipping in every now and again and, yeah. and that's a habit and it's not a good habit no that's true that's true i mean i, I need to schedule my emails as well because when i'm at work for example mm. my emails are open all the time mm-hmm. and i spend probably a good half hour of the day if i to- total it all up staring at it yeah and well, it's not healthy. How many times do you think you open an email, hmm? then think about whether or not you're going to action it, <laughs> and then maybe mark it as unread or move it to another box to action later or keep it in your inbox to action later? How many times do you think you open emails and not action them at the time? Per day. Yeah. Five. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Well, it might be more than that. I remember I, I got some training on this a while. It was it was time management training. Yeah. It's it's really it's amazing. I remember this because I'm sure this was like nine years ago. Wow! And it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I might have even been longer than that. Um, 
yeah, probably nine or ten years ago. And one of the one of the, the sort of the tools mm-hmm. that I was given in that um, was with email. Yep. When you open an email, mm-hmm. if it requires a response, just do it there and then. Don't yeah. leave it. Yeah. And and mean. then go and check something else. And then come back to it, and then go check some else, and then and maybe come back to it again, and you know check it a few times <laughs> before maybe deciding actually you're going to leave it till later, and then come back to it. I was told if you can if you decide to open an email, just deal with it there and then. Yeah. And if you know if it needs to be passed on or something, I don't know. But anyway, ultimately. It's about actually dealing with it at the time rather than then wasting lots of time coming back to it, <laughs> checking it, thinking about what, how you respond, whether you respond, how you might respond. Um, uh, yeah, I think we've all been there. You know? Totally. Yeah. But that's, that's a, again, probably just another bad habit. Yeah, that's true, actually. That is true. Um, going back to what we were talking about, morning routines. Mm. Um, I've been having a look around at other people's morning routines. Yeah. Some people that have published them. Uh, I know we spoke about Mark Wahlberg. He's sort of a, an enigma into himself. He wakes <laughs> up at half past two in the morning. goes to bed at half past seven at night. Yeah. Which, to me, if he just went to bed later, he'd start at a more reasonable time. Mm. But, hey, it's up to him. I'm not going to change it for him. Yeah, he must have his reasons. Because yeah, I like the fact that, was it at the end of this, his day's got family time schedule? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was thinking as a parent, that's a great idea. If he's going to bed at half seven, he's maybe going to bed at the same time as his kids, perhaps, Potentially. depending on if he has kids and yeah, well, I'm guessing he has, and, so and depending on how old they are. Yeah, th- he, he might well, he might well, you know, that, that's that's pretty fair. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was looking at morning routines. Um, some people have published theirs, and I'm quite happy for that. They all tend to surround the same ideas which is fine. Um, but I'll give you an example. Um, this is this is an article that I've written, uh, I've read, sorry, that says, to be successful, add these eight habits into your morning routine. Uh, for example, wake up early. I think a lot of people are into that. Mm-hmm. You can't start a morning routine at 11 in the morning. It doesn't work, <laughs> does it? Yeah. Uh, second one is make your bed, which mm-hmm. I actually do that. I didn't add that in. That's just something I do. Yeah. Um, there's, there's something to be said for coming home to almost a clean slate, if you yeah. like. So that, eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. I do that as well. I didn't add that in either. Um, there's uh, practice mindfulness. That is something I used to have in it. Okay. I, I've sort of let that slip, if I'm honest. Um, but we'll speak about mindfulness and meditation at a later date. Dress simply. We've spoken about that already. Uh, read the news. Look at that one. A strange one, isn't it? Mm. Makes uh, it sort of makes sense to me. Well, like, I, I get it. The news for me is an interesting one because I'm re- I'm listening to a book called Factfulness at the moment. Factfulness, and oh, it, it's awesome. Um, really enjoying it uh, by a guy called Hans Rosling, who is uh, I think he's he's a Swedish um, medical professional. Okay. Um, glo- I think it's a global. What's he called himself? A global health professor. Okay, that's so made up. 
That's what he's called himself. So, yeah, he just called himself that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But he, um, his, his, um, his big thing is he's tackling mass misconceptions about the world. Wow. Okay. And he talks about how the 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 way that we think the world is um, is often based on a past reality, mm-hmm. and how things were, perhaps in the nineties, the eighties, the sixties, the seventies. Right. Okay. I didn't say that in order. I don't know why I said it in order. <laughs> I um, don't know and <laughs> just went all over numerical the place. dyslexia, maybe. <laughs> um, and. Um, and he's on a mission to basically eradicate or basically educate people mm. and show them how the world actually is because mm. we we live in a world at the moment that is heavily fear-based mm. because um, that's how the media really gets our attention because of the way we behave. True. And he talks a lot about how the media taps into our kind of primal fears yeah. as a means of selling their product because we wouldn't actually buy or be interested if it wasn't dramatic and kind of appealed to our dramatic instincts or our fear instincts. Right. But ultimately, he, you know, speaking about mindfulness, we need to be mindful of how the world truly is so that we're not negatively impacted by the media, the news, because actually good news often isn't news or newsworthy because it's more mundane and it's more, um, it's less dramatic. So I guess the point is that um, for me, I'm much more aware of the news and I probably avoid it. Yeah, um, I avoid it. Because I think there's certain things that, um, are good to be aware, have an awareness of, um, but certainly we shouldn't be letting ourselves be concerned by a lot of the stuff that's out there. Or actually understand that, um, you know, the the sort of the, sens- the sensational news is actually stories about the the minority of things or negative things that are happening in the world. Yeah, I think. To, to be obsessed with that is you're being obsessed with things you can't change. You know, focus on the things you can. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, you're right. Reading the news, I I actively avoid it. Mm-hmm. I, if if something is newsworthy, it'll find its way to me anyway. Mm. You know, it'll come up in conversation or something like that. But mm-hmm. I I know the big stories. Don't get me wrong. I know the big stories. Um, but I won't be concerned with stuff that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect me or indirectly or whatever. Yeah. Um, but a second routine that we were talking about, um, this is the mistake you're making. So imagine these being the opposite, if you like. Okay. So for example, the first one is going back to sleep when you wake up. So you need yeah. to get up early, of course. So mm-hmm. that's a mistake that people are making. Um, they're not taking a moment to meditate. Again, the mindfulness aspect of that. Mm. Uh, they start their day with a cup of coffee. For whatever reason, they're drinking coffee because it boosts them, of course. Yeah. Um, but what they're saying here is you should drink water instead. Mm. Fine. Hydrating again. Uh, leaving your bed unmade. 
So again, make your bed. Mm-hmm. Falling into the social media abyss. Now I gotta love that oh, word abyss. Oh yeah. People get wake up first thing they do, reach for the phone, see mm-hmm. what they've missed. Terrible idea. <laughs> totally. You'll be there forever. Yeah. You know because you will always miss stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also got things like skipping breakfast. Mm. But no matter how many morning routines I read, and I've read quite a lot, they all have the exact same thing at the end of it. Every single one. And that is, it starts the night before. Yeah. So, imagine this. Mm -hmm. You go to bed at 12. Yeah. Because you've had a fun night. You know, you've you've been at a party or you've watched Netflix or whatever you've done. Yeah. And you've not prepared for the next day. Mm -hmm. You will wake up unprepared, unorganized, and tired. Yeah. You just will. Mm -hmm. So, if you start the next day, the day before rather, the night before, Bill Gates surprised me on this one, actually. Okay. Going back to that YouTube video I mentioned earlier, Bill Gates surprised me on this one. He takes time to wind down. Fine, mm-hmm. not an issue. He does chores. One of the richest guys in the world. Yeah. Does chores. Now, that surprised me, but I get it. You know, he, do, he does, like, washing up. Mm-hmm. He, he tidies up. He, he takes out the, the, the bins, for example. Like, him? Really? <laughs> <laughs> But maybe he does, I don't know. Um, but you but know the great thing about doing yeah. chores or, in another term, mundane tasks? Sort of automated. It's robotic in your mind. Yeah. You're, you're not really thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually it's giving your thinking brain a rest yeah. so that then you can let your subconscious do its work, essentially. Yeah. And that is often where people get great ideas because they allow their thinking brain to quiet so that things can come from the subconscious Mm -hmm. into their conscious mind. So they're basically giving themselves the opportunity to tap into the rest of their mind um, so that they can find solutions or thoughts to other problems that they've been encountering or it's quite simply it's new ideas and new ways of thinking for the things that they are um, looking or wanting to do yeah Ariana Huffington Mm -hmm. had a few on this list actually she charges all her electronics in another room yeah there's no screens allowed in her bedroom for example I like I like that idea and I Mm -hmm. get it the blue light there's there's something to do with blue light Mm -hmm. I'd be lying to you if I told you exactly what it was yeah but blue light affects you somehow she also dims the lights and then turn them off. Very cool. I refuse to believe she does this every night, but maybe she does. <laughs> she relaxes by taking a bath with lavender oil, Epsom salts, and a candle every single night. Okay. That's mental. <laughs> but maybe she does. Sounds quite nice. Maybe she does. I don't know. Um, she wears clothes designated just for sleeping, which sort of tricks your brain into believing, right, I've got these clothes on, time for bed. Mm. I think there is something behind that. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I don't know who it is, but someone else wrote, uh, and they write a list of the top three things they want to accomplish the next day, which kind of goes back to Richard Branson's thing. Was it Richard Branson I said? Planning your day? Mm-hmm. Are the things you want to achieve? He just does it the day before, whoever this is. I, I don't know. Um, and reading is a big part of it, because yeah. reading makes you tired. It does. I but, don't know how, but it definitely does. The movement of your eyes. Maybe mm. I have no idea. Mm. <laughs> Genuinely, no idea. Uh, but that's they all. They all do it between seven and nine p.m. 
Mm-hmm. But the, every single morning routine I found mentioned it. Start the night before. Yeah. So, is there anything in there about like journaling? About a couple of people do actually, journaling yeah. about your you know what you've done that day, how yeah. you felt that day, what you've achieved or not achieved yeah. that day. Yeah, there was a couple of people that had mentioned it. Um, the affirmations they called it. All right. Um, they take five minutes or so. They write down what they're happy for, what their goals for the month is, for example. Um, what the, what they were proud of done they did today what what they could have did better that kind of thing mm-hmm. and they take about five minutes or so they well they obviously take different times but that they rounded it off to about five minutes or so yeah um, but a couple of people did it yeah mm-hmm. and I you know it's it's a good idea mm-hmm. you know what can you do better the next day because then you're always improving yourself mm-hmm. every day is different of course but here we are um, well there's um, have we spoken about the hot shot rule before. So, um, a lady called Kath Cole, Kat Cole, sorry, um, she um, she started off in Hooters when she was, right, um, okay. I think, was she nineteen or uh, in her in her late teens, and was very successful in that business. Was running, um, I think, their European business by the time she was in her early 20s. I mean, like, really rapid rise. Cool. Um, she now, I think, runs a whole bunch of different companies as a, you know, motivational public speaker. And I saw her uh, uh, speak at an event called LeaderCast, and she spoke about the her hotshot rule. Um, okay. What that is, is imagine you are going to replace yourself the next day. <laughs> right, okay. So you're coming in to replace you, and you're coming in with that new start mindset. And you're going to look at all the things that you do or mm-hmm. have been done by the previous incumbent, you. Yeah. And you're going to say, right, what's one thing that I can do better or change for the better? Just one thing. Just one thing. But then make that habit do that either every day or mm-hmm. one, maybe at the start of each week. Okay. And then she, what she's done is she's created a culture around that within her business. She, she's encouraged everybody to think like that, to come in and think, what can I do differently? What's one thing that I can change or do better yeah. today? It's a pretty good rule. Yeah. I, yeah. I really like the concept. Yeah, because if you make that a habit mm-hmm. and then improve that one one thing, then you ask yourself again, you've already improved that, so you improve something else, and yeah. then so on and so on, and eventually you've improved everything. And then you start again. Yeah. I like it. Mm. Yeah. A hot shot rule. Might throw that in. Mm. Might throw that into my routine. Take an extra five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. I will have to get up five minutes earlier or start work late. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, work out how you're going to make that time. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> we'll figure it out one day. Uh, <laughs> last thing. Uh-huh. Anything to take away from the episode, David? Anything uh-huh. that you can, the best piece of advice you can offer? Around morning routines. I like the planning aspect of it. I yeah. think, um, it, I mean, really it's about, in a lot of ways, trial and error. Yeah. Um, because, like we spoke about, when you have big, you know, life-changing events oh, yeah. um, that then impact your routine it is just about finding a routine that works for you, that enables you to be yeah. effective and do the things that you actually want to do. 
That's true. Right? Yeah, so you, you like to be organized, don't you? Mm-hmm. You like to be organized. So the planning aspect will be the something to take away. Yeah. Mine says get rid of the snooze button. Mm. I hate the snooze button. Mm-hmm. You ask yourself to get up at a certain time of the day and then you think, nope, fuck that. <laughs> Back to bed. You've already lost. You've <laughs> well, is there not, uh, there's a book called The Five Second Rule. The Five I've Second Rule. I've not read it yet. I've heard about it. So no, but I will find out. In that book, they, I was told about this and I might be, you know, typical Chinese whispers, I'm probably not going to be saying this exactly how it's sure. kind of laid out in the book, but um, the author speaks about specifically getting up in the morning and how once your alarm goes off, give yourself five seconds, count down five, four, three, two, one, and just go. Wow, okay. Get up. Interesting. Yeah, as a means of consciously forcing yourself into getting up, particularly if you're not in the habit of doing it or find it difficult to do it. I think it works. Never tried it. I'm going to try it tomorrow. But... I'm in the fortunate position that I don't really need an alarm because my daughter is basically that alarm. <laughs> yeah, she gets you up earlier than you want to be up. Well, no, I mean, she just gets up, and that, and, and we're like, in the we're in that routine of getting up. Yeah, that so, makes sense. You know, I'm in that fortunate position where it is a habit. I'm I'm going to try it. I'm mm-hmm. going to try it tomorrow. See see if it helps. I mean, I'm in I'm in the routine of getting up anyway, but. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it tomorrow because it's the weekend tomorrow. Yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll have a go of it. Awesome. So there we are. Any last remarks, Dave? Oh, buzzing for 2019. <laughs> buzzing for <laughs> it's 2019. It's so simple, isn't it, when we come to that? Always so simple. Uh, but that, that is pretty much it for this week, folks. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Next week, we have some pretty big stuff going on, actually. Mm. Uh, but we will catch up with that later on. Um, until then... Have a good one, and we'll speak to you soon. Happy New Year. Take care, guys.